Do we have any questions from IG Live? We we do. Yeah, it says how early and when is it okay to talk about sexuality to your kids? How early Ooh, and when, when is it okay to talk about sexuality to your kids? I say you know kids are sexual, infants are sexual. We're gonna be touching. You know they have infants. ultrasounds that show that babies in utero are masturbating. Look it up. It's definitely a fact. So, so your kids are going to touch themselves. Your kids are going to be exploring. And don't be afraid to talk about it. We don't want to encourage, but we want to be able to talk about it and normalize that it's just a part of behavior. Uh -huh. So you disagree. What are I'm, your thoughts I'm on that? I'm not going to talk to my kid about it. Really? But that makes infants? me feel that you're uncomfortable with sexuality, to not no, want to tell like your children infant. that sexuality Not an infant. But what? not sex. So you <laughs> may be thinking sex. Sexuality yeah. is no, just I might understanding tell them, like, you have this region down there that might feel good. But like, see, that's so confusing. What's a region down there? <laughs> you know? Like, why can't we call a part of the body what, what it, it is? is. Uh -huh. Why are we afraid to call our body parts what they are? Mm -hmm. But don't you find a, that a lot of kids will go back to their school and say that to Good. I hope yeah. they teach all the I other am. kids that I a vulva and a penis are just a part of the body. Exactly. Mm. Okay, so, when did oh, you so talk normalizing it? Normalizing uh, it. She has a daughter. So when did you talk to her about it? I told her when she was able to like tell me what her body parts are. I just called it a vagina. I didn't call it like a pee pee because like this Good is not job. what it is. Good like job. this Good is mama. a vagina. <laughs> Only because like when she goes to school and she was going to daycare at that time, I need to. I need you to know for, so you can tell me if someone did something to you so it's more um, like protection a protection right. thing so like this is your butt this is your vagina you know whatever like you need to tell mommy what happened period or if someone touched you no one is allowed to see you naked like so i was telling her and even my mom was just telling me this because i was gonna actually not you know call it what it is i was yeah. gonna tell her like some you know some nickname. other name, yeah. nickname but my mom was like no you just need to tell her the correct okay. term she needs okay. to use these terms because it's too confusing so i just was like okay that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah so you would say by how what age should a child know that they have a vagina when they start learning about their bodies i mean that can happen as early as age three so wow. I, I say just start, again, calling them what they are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give them a college anatomy lesson, but yeah. just be honest and open about what they're, they may have questions. They may want to know what's, what's oh, happening sure. with their body and don't be afraid to talk about it. What about when kids ask, like, where did I come from? I tell them my <laughs> You know, the st yeah. whole stork story. No. What'd you say? <laughs> what'd, you, oh, what'd you say? No, Danielle. Her I'm stomach. Sorry, I wasn't ready. <laughs> so, like, I told her my stomach, but I don't know. She, like, walked at me. I was watching uh, um, Handmaids, and the lady was having a baby. And she was like, Mommy, that's what you do. I said, like, Yeah, you came from my stomach. I didn't want to tell her yet that she came from my vagina. She because came it, from your uterus. <laughs> <laughs> Through your vagina, if you had a natural birth. Yeah, I was just, like, not ready. So I was like, You came from my stomach. And then, then it was like, Did they cut me out? I was like, No, you just came out. <laughs> you just, just flew out of me. Out. <laughs> you just came out. Boop. Yeah, so I'm sorry, doctor, but I just told her, I was like, you did the best you can. My you already you you already did pretty well by telling her the right name. So yeah. you know, baby steps. Yeah, I just wasn't ready to tell her, and I don't know. Like I felt like I was like on the spot. So like then again, right? Cause, do you have kids? No, I don't. No, you have kids. But it's like, what could I have told her? Because then I would have felt like it was more questions, and not even just being like not discussing, but. Zoe follows me everywhere. So even when I put my tampon in, she's just like, why do you have to do that? Like, where is it going? And she'll like, put yeah, like turn her head. I'm like, like Zoe, can I please have some privacy? So other than that, like, I was just like, I'm not ready to tell her, you know, that she came out, you know, this way. So it's like when, like, they were saying, how can you tell your kids properly or educate them about those things? You know, there's books you can get. I actually gave uh, one of my best friends a book about, uh, you know, 
sexuality and your body and it's made for children mm -hmm. so it doesn't talk too in depth on things that they don't need to know but it just gives them some general information mm -hmm. there's a great one called it's perfectly normal so these are, are books designed for children they have pictures they kind of mm -hmm. normalize it mm -hmm. there are questions there are things in the book that you can address right. so you're not going too far and that you can kind of follow that and then, yeah, guide them from there. what's yeah. appropriate. What's yeah. too far for a child? How do you determine what too far is? I mean, if you're telling them about a vagina and where they came from. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say something that maybe they won't comprehend or understand. I mean, we're talking about body parts. Mm -hmm. Now you were talking about menstruation. Mm -hmm. You may want to just explain what it is, but you don't have to go into all the details mm -hmm. of hormones and how everything works. Yeah, right. and you know, I don't think until they're at the age where they'll really understand, understand yeah. what all that is. Maybe and that's good because then they'll get bored and then the conversation <laughs> can be over faster. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, right? All right. You lost me. <laughs> but even like me, I remember taking sex ed in junior high. I still wasn't like fully aware. Of course. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like until like I'm like, okay, like how can I practice this? Like how is this like you know yeah. what I'm saying? helping me but um <laughs> i even think like i think it was more so like don't get aids don't get scds it wasn't really mm -hmm. like educating me on sex per se it was more like preventative things mm -hmm. right yeah so i think like those type of courses like need to change because it's not educating adults or it's on kids. obstinance yeah most of the time, right, of the time. exactly it's totally. not really realistic. letting them know yeah realistic yeah. Not you really even don't the body. I mean, yeah. the clitoris. Mm -hmm. How many people learn in school what a clitoris yeah. is? No. Yeah. You know, it was only put in medical books in 1998. So wow. there's like this huge gap in anyone knowing about female anatomy. Right. Wow. Just never but male anatomy about was... Was about, right. Yes, it was. <laughs> I learned about my body through the American Girl book. Did you guys? I love see the American that one? Girl, I know, I know girl the American Which one? Girl. Yeah. Which one? The one where it shows you how to put in a tampon and it shows the different kind of boobs and I love it, or like the yeah. And I don't that's remember the, that. One. I think that was the extent of it, but there wasn't anything more than that. But it was like had a picture of a girl like sitting and like inserting the tampon. So I was like reading, <laughs> trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out, you know, and. And then I just wanted to make sure my boobs were normal. So they had the little drawings of different like shapes that they could be. You thought they were abnormal? I didn't know. I, don't, I didn't really. I still don't really have boobs. But, <laughs> you know, like the what? Yeah, because there's different shapes. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. That's good, though, because people don't know. And they think, are my boobs abnormal? Most women mm -hmm. have one breast larger than the other. So oh, they think all of us do. We all have yeah. every, every body part of ours. Literally, our eyes, our hands, our feet, everything is like mm. one is larger than the other. Even There's our labia. No oh. <laughs> really? Yes. It's common. So what has that like thought pattern? Because you just said, like, my breasts aren't even that large. Like, what has that done to you? How has that affected the way that you carry yourself out mm. through, like, carry, carry yourself in your mm. life and, like, sexually as a person? Yeah, I was always self-conscious, but I think, like, in the last year, couple years, I've been a lot more confident, and I, li and I really like my breasts now. Mm. But I used to just always be like, oh, they're, I hate having small boobs. I wish I had bigger boobs, but I don't know. I guess I just come to a point where I'm, Love my body. And right. yeah. Yay! That's female yeah. empowerment. Yeah. <laughs> question by a viewer by jo Joy Diaz. Thank you for your question, Joy. Do you recommend seeing a sex therapist even though you and your husband have great sex? Yeah. Yes, of there's always things to learn. <laughs> and there's always things to learn. You know, even myself as a sex therapist, I'm always learning new things. I'm always trying new things. So. It can't hurt. How do you yeah. learn about the new things yourself as a sex therapist? Is it through the literature, you know? <laughs> literature. Fancy words. Right. Uh, just like everyone else. I Google stuff. I look stuff up. I talk to my Monster colleagues. Porn. I mean, you should yeah. see a bunch of us. <laughs> Tentacles. <laughs> hey, babe, we've got some toys tonight. You should see a night out with a bunch of sex therapists. We oh, talk right. about. That sounds fun. I always go out when yeah. I'm with my colleagues. But uh, I, I ask questions. Same like everything mm. else. I order weird things on Amazon late at night. I ordered a sex chair. My husband's like, what is <gasps> Oh, that? what is that? Yeah. <laughs> You've never heard of a sex chair? No. A Kama Sutra chair. It is, um, 
It's it's kind of like it's got this little shade. Oh, the Beyonce chair. The chair. I got you, girl. Wait, what do you mean? She has the Beyonce chair. Yes. Wait, how about Beyonce? Beyonce had that chair. I did on her tour. On her tour. I didn't see that. You did it. It was like it's kind of like this, and like she did a little swing. No, you don't swing. No, it's curvy. It's curvy. It's curvy. It's got like little. Yeah. It's kind of like a chair. How much does it go for? Oh. You can get them anywhere from two hundred to four hundred dollars. Oh dang! Okay, yeah. how was it? Did you test it out? I did. Yes, and it was good. It's good. Verdict? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I wow, like it. <laughs> I like it. It's What's good to get out of the bed when you're having sex. I mean, for couples yeah. having good sex, maybe that's something that yeah. they learn. Where else can we have sex? Right. Right. Other ways Some can other we places. have sex? Mm-hmm. What is there to be said about people who enjoy having sex outside, like in risky places? Mm. It's thrilling. Right. It's mm-hmm. thrilling. I mean, that's part of arousal, excitement. And I think that starts early on. I know we've all probably had dates in movie theaters when we were younger. Why is it always a movie theater? Because <laughs> it's dark. dark. People don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, you're watching I feel a scary like, movie or oh a movie you're not really that interested right. in. Right. <laughs> Just see a movie that you don't care about. Yep. Mm-hmm. I lost my blowjob virginity at a movie theater. No way. Yeah. How was it? Um, oh, no, I don't it was like you know I don't remember I don't remember but it was like you know you walk in and then some movie theaters you have to like walk around yeah like you know boom boom so yeah. it's like right over here like, you know where you were in the in front the, no so Not like you that. walk so you enter the movie theater and then you have to walk around <laughs> to get to your seats these are the seats and then the screen's right there so it's like so it was like over here and I don't know, it tasted weird, and I spit it on the carpet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never drop anything in a movie theater, ever. <laughs> That's too funny. When you're going to sex therapy, um, if someone in your relationship has been uh, cheating on you, like, how do you move forward sexually? Because mm. there's, like, not a lot of trust there. If you want to stay with that person and continue your relationship, what are some things you could do um, you know, to still have a sexual relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. So you want to rebuild trust, but do it slowly. And you have to start with things that you can do that aren't going to be too much too soon. So sex may be something you take off the table for a with while. While, right, while yeah. you're rebuilding trust, because there's been a huge betrayal. And so you don't want to just rush back into all the things that you were doing, you may start with something slow and show that they can be consistent and that they're committed to the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that may be just starting to be close in touch again because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even want to be touched when they've been uh, when they've been betrayed and hurt. So it's small things and yeah. show that. And the consistency is: are they willing to do these things to regain your trust and to rebuild the foundation of the relationship that has been? Crushed, destroyed. I mean, uh, there's so much that goes on with betrayal, affairs, infidelity. What Mm -hmm. have you done in, if if you're comfortable, like giving that information? Like, what have you done in your relationship where you felt betrayed to regain that trust? Um, like you said, it's like a slow process. It's definitely a lot of like talking Mm -hmm. and explaining to them like why I feel this way, maybe why I don't want to do the same things. Because I also was thinking about when you said it, like, I know it's probably bad, like a punishing thing. Like, well, I'm not sucking your dick no more. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that anymore. And so I feel, yeah, and so I feel like you earned it again because that was like pleasurable for you. And so it was more like a punishing thing Mm -hmm. that I think I did. more so than just like properly communicating. Mm. It was more like, I'm not gonna do this anymore. Did you go to couples therapy or something? No. No. Mm-mm. I went to my own okay. therapy, oh, okay. yeah. but Your not like therapist. a couples. Yeah. 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 But I, like, is that the right, not right thing to do, but like, have you heard of couples doing that, like not pleasing them or withholding mm. things because I of the betrayal? That. I can see that happening. Withholding sometimes compromises your own needs. And that can be painful for you, right? Mm-hmm. You you want that closeness and you want that pleasure, but you don't. You're denying yourself that because of punishing your partner. So I would kind of name it. You know, I feel like I want to do this to hurt you, and this is why. And mm-hmm. so you you name it, and that can sometimes help just get them to understand why yeah. you would want to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But do you think it's a sexually, like, it's a healthy way to handle the situation? Like, should, 
If you're cheated on, you feel betrayed. Should you withhold that and punish yourself simultaneously? Or should you just be like, fuck it, I'm going to do this to please myself Mm. and, you know, work on our relationship at the same time kind of thing? You have to make your own rules. Everyone has different values. Mm. If you've been betrayed and sex is a part of that betrayal, then you need to figure out what's okay for you. I don't Mm. like these rules because they don't apply to everyone. You can see things and people may read a book that says, here's all the steps to take after an affair, and and it just doesn't apply. You feel rushed. There are different expectations. So I I would say make your own rules, but make sure you're not doing something that could be more detrimental to the relationship, like not communicating something, like a feeling of you know, uh, wanting to hurt you or wanting to withhold. I think that's important to talk about. I don't think I would withhold. It would just be um, because I felt too hurt to want to. I don't think I would ever purposely withhold. Yeah, Yeah, consciously withhold. It would just be like, I don't trust you to touch me. It makes me sad. It makes me me think about the other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You want to give yourself time to heal. I think that there's a lot of talk about how long... Should it be, uh, should I be over it in a a month, a a year, two years? And that's a problem because you take as much time as you want. And like we were saying, you know, if stuff comes up and you get triggered and you start feeling these things again, that's fine. You can talk about it again. Your partner needs to be willing to talk about what happened, the betrayal, the behavior, Mm -hmm. everything that that went on to help you have an understanding of why he did that. Mm -hmm. I have a question about when is too soon to have sex you know how the movies tell you that you're supposed to wait till the third date you know yeah, to yeah. have sex or there's a right. stupid thing <laughs> you so play all these games with the person yeah <laughs> or like you're supposed to wait a certain amount but like sometimes I want to know what the sexual compatibility is well, going to be sooner for? than later because Rose, then like, you, when you're going to these scenarios what are you mm-hmm. looking for like sexually or in a, like right. for period. all together period Period. What am I looking for? A relationship or um, well, I, I don't. Friends with I don't. Par- I don't really participate in friends with benefit situations. Period. Do you guys have that boundary for yourself, or like, is it okay to have I've sex had, on the first or second okay. date? Yeah, because I've okay. had sex on the first date. Yeah. I've also had a one night stand. So I just feel, you know, like whatever is working, like whatever the vibe is, I like. Whatever, like Pega was saying, how you're feeling. I want to know what's down there. <laughs> People have had sex on the first date and ended up getting married and having that a great, healthy true. relationship. Yeah. I don't Do think, think there's any rules. I don't think there's anything that works better. There shouldn't be, you know, I, I don't like that one. You know, wait till the, yeah. the third date yeah. or wait yeah. until there's a commitment. Not necessarily for mm-hmm. everyone. I think know mm-hmm. your values and know your worth, and that's what you're going to communicate to this person. And mm-hmm. that makes me feel empowered feel and so much better because Yay. I want because I I'm always questioning like is this too fast? But it's like I actually kind of want because that's such an important part of a relationship to me is like the sexuality part yeah, of it anyone. that I need to know if we're compatible early on. Yeah, or mm-hmm. if I have that desire well, but think about if you wait and then you're disappointed and you find out you're not sexually compatible and now you've developed this emotional intimacy and now you're disappointed because there's this big component that's not working <laughs> Danielle. so like, Danielle's done I'm this like, small component sad, that's not yeah. where that was me that was really that was emasculating okay. I'm sorry <laughs> but isn't there something to be said about that emotional compatibility that's formed over time enriching that ex- sexual experience even further like I can't enjoy sex to the fullest extent until I have that emotional connection mm-hmm. with the totally. person. And that mm-hmm. takes time. I don't know. I don't I'm know. kind of like, like torn feel? because um, when you were talking, I was kind of thinking about I was with someone, I would like to like get dressed some lingerie or like yeah. smells. or But that person was like, I really don't care about that stuff. I don't care about matching panties and bras. Like, I just want to get straight to it because <laughs> we're still having sex. Like, we're still going to do this act. But then a part of me is like, I need to feel something. For I can't, yourself. Yeah, for myself. Yeah. That's I what can't she just, talked about last yeah, time. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. just like it be really quick or just be about this like I kind of need to get dressed for myself I need to smell mm-hmm. good for myself so mm-hmm. that I can be engaged and if mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not engaged and I am just gonna like lay there and not participate mm-hmm. so I feel like those type of things like like you were saying like you need to know I need to know about yeah going into the relationship yeah like the bedroom is an adult playground like I just <laughs> yes, want to play <laughs> you know I want to get dressed up but that's very interesting I've never really been with someone that wasn't 
or that just wanted the sex part, yeah. you know? Really? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, cause that was just, just the fun of it. I've never met anyone that never didn't want to like explore. Did they not yeah. want to explore with you? But then I'm not, not really. But then I've also been with someone like, I know how they are. So I'm like, let me make a playlist. Like, let me buy some stuff because I know like this what turns it. Like. Yeah, what yeah. they like. So like this turns them on. So stuff like that. I think you need to know like who like your person is or the person that you're with at that time, uh, what they like. And it's all about like listening to them too, as we talked about. Mm. Do you guys think there's this place where you're with a person for so long and you're like fully committed to each other, where you, where you find that comfort, that full on comfort with a person where you can be your like full fledged Rose, Danielle, Shannon, you can be your full-fledged selves with that person and like do these embarrassing things that would normally embarrass you in front of anyone else or whatever like especially in the bedroom that and like try new things and like try these kinky weird things that you've always wanted to explore like have you guys ever experienced that that's a level of intimacy where you can let go of you know having to be a certain way or having to look a certain way and you're right. so comfortable in your skin that you want to just be who you are in front of that person and maybe it is kind of silly and, and natural and fun and, and mm -hmm. that's how it should be and sex is as you're saying a playground it's fun we should be having fun we shouldn't be trying too hard or having these expectations yeah. so yeah. try things explore you know be yourself you know mm -hmm. bring humor into sex sex doesn't have to be yeah. so serious mm -hmm. you can laugh and have fun and yep. make weird noises <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah that's what i love have about that there? show easy have you I've seen Easy seen at all? No. It's like, it check it out. It's, okay. And it's not, um, it doesn't have a storyline. Each episode is standalone. So okay, and there, okay. it's fairly exciting. Like Watch the threesome Orlando Bloom one. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Okay. Um, have I been there? I've um, definitely, I have two relationships where. You reached that. Yeah. yeah. What was it like? You know. You never think someone's gonna lick your butthole until <laughs> they just. <laughs> Hello, I wasn't expecting that. That was like, where is she going? With wow. It? Okay. Oh, what was it like? Awesome. <laughs> was um, it really? I was like embarrassed, but you know, it's just like sometimes you're with someone and you love them so much, you just have an impulse that you normally would never do oh, with anyone else. You no, did I didn't. It. He just did. It. I think he was. He just, did it to you. He loved yeah, you so much. Were. He licked yeah. your butt. Like, and he, and he was like, he's like an OCD germaphobe, you what know, the? and like. And yeah, and he just, I, it was. Wow, if that's not love, and we didn't I don't know start what doing it, it all the time. Because <laughs> I was embarrassed, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I think it's just about, oh, like, I just want to fucking do this to them. It just comes out of nowhere and you just go with it. And so, yeah. It felt maybe good. not. Oh, you yeah. try it. <laughs> <laughs> There's okay. a lot of nerve endings in that area. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it to anyone, and I've never done it to anyone. But I like it done to me. All right. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've only had it done Good. twice. Good. I'm glad you're not twice. ashamed of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah. One other was like this dude that was like kind of a one night stand, and he just did it like first time, and I was like, "Woo!" Uh -huh. I, I didn't have a chance to be embarrassed because he literally just <laughs> like grabbed me and did it. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, "That wasn't too bad." There's something to that, though. The less time you have to think about it, maybe you just kind of experience you it, so you're not like, right. "Should I? Do right. I like this? Yeah. Should you, Should he lick my butt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna go with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Pleasantly surprised. Nice. <laughs> Some surprises are good. Some surprises. Like what, yeah. like what Daniel? I mean, yeah. like Rose said, some surprises are good. But other surprises, I'm like, no, I wasn't ready. Yeah, like when you're doing doggy and then they accidentally stick Sticking it in, in there real butt. hard. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, Rose. whoa. It was an accident. <laughs> okay, yeah. You do but not really ask. Sometimes, right? What? An accident? What? No. It's never an accident. I don't buy it. No. Don't buy it. no. You're that enthusiastic about it. Just start trying to, you know. No. Well, get stick your in. finger in their butt and see if see it's an accident. Like it. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> no, wouldn't they like it? They would like it. Maybe. Pleasantly surprised. There you, you know? go. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it does help strengthen an erection to uh, stimulate the prostate. So, oh. FYI. Even with whiskey <laughs> dick? 
Possibly. Oh. I'm not sure. I had I yeah. heard about that, but I just thought that was just like odd. Is it literally just with whiskey or just No, I think it's just yeah, yeah drinking too much alcohol. dick. Yeah. 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 That's just too much for me. Have you yeah. ever had that experience where like you're you're out with your man or a man, whatever, and you go home with them and like they've they been drinking, you've been drinking and then the sex is bomb. Yeah, that's happened. Oh, oh, you mean they don't They're get drinking hard. too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, has that happened to you? Yeah. What well, happened? How did it make you feel? Like, did you take it personally? I was no. just drunk, so it just yeah. passed out. I was like, all right. You're just like, I don't. I'm care. low. I'm low key irritated though. Oh, right. Because I'm ready to go. Because <laughs> you have expectations. <laughs> yes. right. I'm like, oh, it's about to be on a popping way. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my god, like what just happened? <laughs> but then morning sex is good. Mm, oh, that's that's, that's my favorite. That's so my favorite. Yes. I like morning sex. Too. I don't know why. I do. It's just yeah. the best. Because you yeah. feel good in the morning. And right? then you, you have, have a, a great sleep. fucking day. Yes. 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 So you have a good day. Yes. That's, yes. Why. that's why. And then you're like skipping and singing <laughs> and you're giving your good vibes to everybody. <laughs> it improves your math and public <laughs> speaking abilities. Does so it? Wait, what? What? Math? There's science behind this. Yes, there is science behind it. Your math and public speaking. Math and public speaking. So because of all the neurotransmitters that are released your blood flow to the brain your thinking clear it activates mm. all the parts of the brain that you need for those big decisions that you're making I need this I have a meeting <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had that relationship though where you felt so comfortable with the person that you've done things where you would normally be embarrassed um I think mm. I've done things with some men that's just like, this is just for him. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to carry this over to the next relationship because, like, this was just for him and this is our thing to share. Mm. So, I, like, I know you were talking earlier, like, you do, some of them are like, oh, this worked in my past relationship, so I'm just going to keep gonna doing keep it. Just going to keep doing it, exactly. No, like, Don't I do that. I try to find something that is, like, just for Each that, one. Yeah, the person that I'm with. Mm. Right. That's oh, good. that's nice. That's, yeah. Personalize it. Mm-hmm. Personalize not, sex. Yeah, personalize <laughs> sex, and you better not do it with nobody else. Mm. This is like our, our thing. thing. Mm. Yeah. Right. How yeah, do you I like find that. that thing with the person? Um, it's definitely communication. Right. Mm. Um, definitely, definitely, like um, I don't know, just like a feeling or us having sex constantly and like okay this is getting like oh like what else can we do that's why you want to be attuned sexually right you got to yeah. pay attention yeah. to things that are going on and be communicating making eye contact paying mm-hmm. attention but what if you're with someone and you do something that's especially just for them but you like it so much can't you just add it into your little sexual toolbox right. and bring it to the next relationship I agree because yes. then maybe the next relationship is the forever relationship you never know mm-hmm. I don't know in the forever relationship, you want to bring everything, everything, yeah. everything, everything you've that got. you've learned. All so there's the always tools. like something in the back of my head, like, oh, make sure not to do that, so I can do that for my husband. <laughs> so no one else. Is, I've never done that with anyone oh else. Oh my gosh! Are there things like that that you've saved for your forever person? Mm, not really. I used to always want to like do a strip dance <laughs> for someone. Oh damn! She's like, I don't save <laughs> shit. Yeah, like I don't because you don't know. <laughs> I I do honestly. Yeah. I you do have like, yeah. what? Like, what do you what? saving i want to know yeah, like what do you say yeah. what if you die tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> why am i saving this well it's not necessarily well, maybe for my like pleasure but like you know when things get boring and stale like yeah then you find something else you can or and or just to have that special moment which is yeah. that person or the safety maybe maybe i haven't been with someone where i felt that safe to do that right. with that person yeah it depends. it's yeah person by person yeah. Situation, yeah, yeah, but I'm not saving. You're not I'm, saving. I'm, you don't have. You've done everything. I'm just like, let's, let's just do try. it all. I'm realizing there's so much <laughs> shit I have to try and want right. to try. I, I like I, that. I'm all about exploring. Yeah, there's so much stuff to try. You okay. can try something new every day and still have I'm something so to do. Really, yes. your life. Wow. <laughs> what? I have what? a question regarding that. So how? In today's hyper-sexualized society, like where people are doing the cucumber challenge on Instagram, like how does someone, a female especially, explore her sexuality and try these new things while, like, without being unsafe about it? While being safe. 
is my question. Next. Well, let's define safe sex. Okay. I mean, obviously, communication is a big part of that. Consent, mm-hmm. uh, protection, uh, honoring your body. Mm-hmm. So as long what as you're doing, mean? honoring your body, are there things that you don't want touched on your body? Are there things that you want to save, like you're saying, for a long-term partnership? Just know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Honor your body means just take care of your body. You know, your yeah. body should be something that you, you take care of, especially in sex. Mm-hmm. And you know so. what else I realized? Like, even during the act, if there's something that you don't like, like, it's okay to say, like, say it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I do not like this, like, our role playing is going a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah. Like, we need to, like, When is it going too far for you? It's gone too far yeah. when I'm starting to cry. Like, then I'm just like, okay, like, this is like, too much. Like, what? Mm. I, so, if some men don't know, like, their strength, so, like, if you're smacking me too hard, Jeez. and I'm like, whoa, like, I wasn't expecting that, so... And I'm like, oh, my God, like, now I have, like, tears. tears. (laughs) Like, that was a little bit too much. So I think, like, in in those ways, like, it's okay to say not just, like, endure the pain. Yes, Mm. no, definitely But isn't that part of that culture, the BDSM culture that you guys were talking about? Oh, no, no, no. It's the exact opposite. Everything is negotiated first. Everything is communicated. There's safe words. Everything Mm -hmm. is checking Mm -hmm. in moment by moment. How your partner is feeling. Doing, so yeah. it's not a, it's all, there's a lot of misconceptions. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys, you have to take the BDSM test, bdsm.org. What? Um, to find out what your kinks are. <laughs> I took oh, it and thought I was going to be pink. vanilla. Brat and brat tamer. Wait, Ooh, but, then, but they have like percentages. <laughs> they have percentages what does for that all. Mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like, I it's like it. a playful, dominant, submissive type thing. So it's like, it's, it's playful. So the brat, will always kind of disobey in a playful teasing manner yeah and then the tamer tamer is <laughs> the person yeah i don't really i, I have to reread tamer. but it's like it's not like super you know dominant and submissive submissive to me are a little like too intense so it's yeah. like this playful it's you know like make me yeah. you know <laughs> or whatever that that reminds me of a question of i'm sure it's Okay, is it common for you to have clients come in or do you guys think it's possible for a client to come in who's like super against going to a sex therapist who's like kind of more prudish than their partner and their partner wants to explore these new avenues in their sexual relationship? Right. That's that's the most common thing is that, it really? that, wow. that I hear. And they are, everything's fine. And then they get really hurt by it. What's wrong with our sex right, life? You I'm satisfied. What's wrong with you? So there's a lot of blaming that something must be wrong with the partner mm. that wants to explore rather than looking at it like an opportunity to grow mm. their relationship. How would you feel, though, if your partner, like, all of a sudden... Wants to go see Dr. Shannon? Yeah. And I don't want to go? And you don't want to. You thought you were doing fine. You were having a ball. Well, then obviously I wasn't. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like, what can I learn from her so that we both, you know, maybe it's something that, like, I'm doing or they may want to try and I might end up liking it. Yeah. So I think you have to You'd just be, be open. open-minded mm-hmm. to, even Wouldn't though you, really, you think it's you, good. A part yeah. of you wouldn't be hurt about it? I wouldn't be hurt because, like, I may, that's what I'm saying, like, I may like it. Like, Can't you be hurt like. and open-minded, though? Well, you can. I mean, have the whole space for I both I think I would initially yeah. be stung. A piece of me oh, yeah. so you think you mom but i'd be down to go but like yeah, yeah. like excuse me i am a sex goddess no it's okay to think you're yeah. mom but think, that like, kind of goes back sure, to the yeah. ego thing yeah. right yeah. you know yeah. we, we get we put so much expectation and ego into sex that we're not willing to hear feedback or mm. open up or try new things and that's something that yeah, we want to work about on it, like how long have that. you been having sex I started late, okay? Don't <laughs> no, but I'm me. saying, like, how no long have you having sex versus, like, if you think you're so great is what right, I'm saying. Right, right. So I'm, like, putting that in perspective. Right. Like, how long have you really been having sex? Right. Let's start there. And then, like, when we talked about, like, climaxing and, like, knowing your body parts and, like, knowing how to please yourself first so that someone else can please you, when have you, like, really gotten to that point saying, like, okay, like, I know what I like, you know, so on and so forth. So why should you not be open open, mind, open yeah, because yeah. like how long have you really been having right. great sex? Right. Mm-hmm. And your body changes almost every day, so Literally. sex is going to change when Constantly. your body changes yeah. or things are going on in your life this and you may feel true. differently. How mm-hmm. does 
Have you guys gone through the, those changes where your body has kind of trans, well, not transformed, but changed? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. In terms of my your likes 30s. and needs. In your Get ready, ladies. Really? <laughs> yes. A lot of changes in your 30s. Oh, and great. Hormones, mm-hmm. body shape. Just libido energy, just everything. Yeah. Are the mm-hmm. things that you're turned on by kind of shaped by mm-hmm. the space you're in in your life? Our turn-ons on are, a lot of it's, uh, are, are shaped by what we're experiencing in our environment. Mm-hmm. So what are you being exposed to? What are you watching? Who are the people you're around? All of that is different stimuli that's going to affect us in different ways. Mm-hmm. That's what turn-ons are. How do we respond to different stimuli? Yeah, mm-hmm. So I, there's so I, much. As far as I can remember, I used to be turned on by watching, like, when they're about to have sex, then I would get, like, really turned on. Ooh. Yeah, Who's like they? a movie. Oh, like or a movie. Like mm-hmm. on TV show on, like, TV. Not necessarily porn, because, like, at time before, like, I hated porn. Like, I thought it was, like, so disgusting. But I liked the emotion behind, like, what I was watching. Mm-hmm. So I would be, like, turned on if I watched, like, a TV show. They both yeah. have sex or, like, a movie or, like, you know, like, a whole plot. Yeah, <laughs> like, all of the emotional <laughs> tension and right. build up towards but that like moment. Now, it's earned. Right. But <laughs> now I'm so open to, like, watching porn or other things to stimulate. So that's what I'm saying, like, going back to you have to be open to trying new things. Mm. Well, that go that kind of relates to something with, so with porn and then also, like, sex toys. So, like, a lot of women have, like... A dildo. A box of toys that yeah. they love yeah. to use and go to, their go-tos. Like, with their go-to being porn or sex stores, toys, or both of those, it can create this environment where, like, you expect those stimuli in order to get off. So, like, at what point does that become unhealthy? Like, mm-hmm. does that become unhealthy at a certain point? Can you become desensitized because of your vibrator mm-hmm. or dildo? Have you guys experienced that ever? Mm-hmm. Danielle? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is she a notorious <laughs> dildo vibrator user? Uh, no. no. I don't know. Yes, you, you can. <laughs> but it's also how you're using it. So if you're using a vibrator the same way every time, if you're using high intensity and one tiny spot on your on your body, that's going to obviously condition your body to mm-hmm. respond in a certain way. But mm-hmm. if you're, you know, the ad variety, you're using different types of devices, mm-hmm. you're conditioning your body to respond differently. It's kind of like working out. If you used what, the same equipment on one part of the body all the time, what would happen? Yeah. The, you you kind of hit a plateau, right? Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. you want to expand. And if you're working with a trainer, what do they tell you? We're going to work this part yeah. of the body, uh-huh. then we're going to work this part of the body. And then it all kind of goes together. The same with our, our genitals. Mm-hmm. We just have a smaller area of the body where yeah. we're working on. Wait, have you, wait, so are you really saying that like using a vibrator strengthens that like reflex, yes. Mm-hmm. Is it exactly kind of like Pavlov's it dogs? The body. <laughs> it's just like having, no, like is. Pavlov's yes, dogs. Classical yeah. conditioning. Yeah, just like really? having. Yeah, but it, don't you think of it as just like having? It's like getting used to your man's penis. Like every time it enters you, like you get used to it. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt as much, or mm-hmm. or. You know, like if you meet somebody else and his is larger, like your body ends up getting used to that. So I think of it the same way. You're conditioning your body. Yeah. Conditioning your body. Mm -hmm. But there's not a point where it becomes unhealthy? If you're using it, again, excessively, you're not adding variety in how you're using a vibrator, mm. yes, you can. Like that area People can damage their nerve endings. Again, oh, it's damn. a sensitive part of the body, so you can damage nerve endings. So you can damage the tissue. You know, males and females that are compulsive masturbators can mm. damage the tissue. What's compulsive? Then, yeah. Every day? Where it starts day, to affect... That's not compulsive. Where it starts that's to normal. Affect, that's not right? Really? Well, we call it out of control sexual behavior, <laughs> so it affects your day-to-day functioning, um, and you're doing it despite uh, negative consequences. Uh, so, for example, you're masturbating at work, and you're not doing your job. You're, you're doing it to the point where it's becoming a danger to yourself. Okay. Yeah. So. so when we were on the, on the intermission, the three mm-hmm. of us were talking about how, like, I don't know what you guys were talking about, but I said, like, I don't want to get to a point where my life revolves around sex. But then I'm like, ah, maybe, depending on the person, whatever. Yeah. But, like, is that enough? Would you guys want that? Rose, would you, like, 
be cool with your life if you found the right person and they like stimulated you enough in that way would you want your life to kind of revolve around that excitement that form of excitement constantly? I think it happens naturally for me <laughs> I don't know if the sex is good then I'm like is like a drug I'm like really? when am I gonna get next <laughs> like constant thinking sometimes about it. if yeah I mean it's sometimes it's like unhealthy almost but what makes it unhealthy I don't know because I just want it <laughs> all the time <laughs> I don't think that's unhealthy oh yeah so I well, guess I like sometimes my why are you laughing <laughs> sometimes it ends up revolving you know sometimes I give myself oh. too much away because then I'm like I, I'm not taking care of my basic needs yeah. and like my everyday my day to day you know like right. doing my nightly routine because then it just ends up being like a fuck fest <laughs> and you know or whatever I don't know I yeah so Have that's you ever what had a situation when, where a man doesn't enjoy that? Like sex all the time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mem- I was with. I, uh, I was in a relationship that, that was. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's not. I mean, I don't even want it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I go through phases. It's not like I'm a crazy nymphomaniac or anything. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think any. I don't think any relationship should be only revolving around sex. Yes. I mean, sex yeah. is one component, but it shouldn't be everything. Mm-hmm. There's so many other ways to connect with another person or multiple people if that's your orientation. So it shouldn't be only, only sex. Mm-hmm. And if it is, maybe looking at what are some of the barriers to other forms of, mm. of intimacy. Yeah. Mm. You know, some people only know the language of sex in physical intimacy because they have trauma or they don't have the skills they don't know how to connect emotionally and it's Jeez. just about learning and mm-hmm. knowing that you're able to do that it's skills everything right. is learned with sex and intimacy so we shouldn't expect to know how to do any of this right wow you're making me feel empowered and encouraged Yay. yeah i have intimacy <laughs> issues yeah. so that i think makes we me all do a little bit good. i mean i you shared something about you know early life i think we all have had stuff yeah and we shouldn't be ashamed of that you know i'm not ashamed of my stuff it's just stuff and we just got to talk about it and understand that you it share with your clients i'm so sorry to inter- interrupt you know as a psychologist we have to have boundaries with our clients so we we don't disclose a lot i'll disclose if there's something important to help the client understand their situation, but I, I have to, the boundary is that they're not here to, to hear about my life, they're here to, to get help, and I'm there to be a support for them. Mm-hmm. So it's not about me, hey, you know, I had this going on, you know, yeah. that's not appropriate yeah. boundaries. Wow. Mm-hmm. For therapy, you know, there uh, are other yeah. types of work where it is. Coaching, life coaches, right, yeah. um, other types of, of professionals, and I respect that work, but therapy is one area where we have very, very strict boundaries around how to work with clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard, backtracking to toys, Yay! have you heard about this <laughs> Amazon toy that like sucks on your clit or <laughs> and then it like gives you I don't know the reviews are crazy I don't know what it's called but the womanizer yes the womanizer oh my it's a God. wonderful wonderful I recommend it for it? all of you and I think we should all have one wait, yes. oh okay is it battery Let operated it in my bookmark it's it has a battery that you charge <laughs> it's called the womanizer and yes it has a suction actually there's a lot of devices should that do this right they now? have a yeah. suction <laughs> a suction motion where it sucks on the clitoris and it creates a lot of arousal. So remember the clitoris. Where the clitoris is located. Well, you would hold you it. You direct it. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, if you put it on your nipple, it will probably suck your nipple. So maybe it has multiple uses. But it, oh it's a, my! It's a I really do not want to put that. Oh, it's only thirty nine ninety nine. That seems very. That seems very cheap. Wait, is it should it nicer? I think it should be. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right that's one. That's not the right one. But it was the first oh, one that came not. up. <laughs> But you want to make sure is this it? that looks scary. That's not it. That's a that's like it's a, gonna that's suck in some ghosts. That's a face. <laughs> that's a, a well, knockoff. They, they have a knockoff. Oh my god! The there's one that oh looks like a squirrel. <laughs> Like what? A squirrel. squirrel. It's shaped like a squirrel. Like, I can tell I you guys about some up. sex toys that will give you nightmares. Oh I'll, especially a, a foot. I'll Ew, say that. I'll leave no. it at that. Oh, sorry. I don't want to judge your kink. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it, it did give me nightmares a little bit. But, oh, dear. Um, yes. The womanizer. Great device. So suction. Here's why suction is important for our bodies. Okay. The clitoris can become erect. 
just like a penis. It's made of erectile tissue. So the more it's stimulated, the sucking motion, similar to sucking a penis, will create a lot of blood flow in the clitoris. It will become erect and hard and more sensitive to touch. So that's what will trigger an orgasm. Mm. Suction. Whoa. All these blank stares. <laughs> Somebody say something. Suck on it a little more. The, the only correlation I have with an erect or whatever you'd call it. This whole organ here can get erect. It all gets erect and full the of blood. The only correlation I have to, to that is transgendered men? Female to male. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that when they're transitioning, they enlarge their clitoris. If you take testosterone, your clitoris will grow well, into yeah. a small penis yeah. size. Yes. So that's the only correlation I've ever had with that. So that is very interesting. To hear. Well, if you were stimulating yourself and looking in the mirror, you'll see that your clitoris will engorge and it'll actually protrude outside of your inner labia and it'll be a very dark color because it's full of blood and sensitive to touch. So. Wow. I've seen it. Yeah, I've, I've seen mine too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yes. what it looks that's like. It's the like beautiful the little womanizer. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> it looks less, less intimidating than that thing. Yeah, yeah. that's how much does it go wow. for? It should be oh, around. The What's the price? $65. Oh, that still seems like a little cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, it should be womanizers that, that does come. Does that make in. a woman like come? Possibly, yeah, if that's the, her way, where, how she's wired. <laughs> yeah. So the clitoris is our main <laughs> organ of pleasure. So there's a lot of things you can do with the clitoris. You can suck it, you can lick it, you can stroke it, mm-hmm. just like a penis. You can pull back your clitoral hood and actually stroke it with your fingers. Stroke it. Lick it. Pop it. (laughs) 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 We should just make a a (laughs) meme. I just made me think of pop it. Let's do this. Okay. A music video for this. (laughs) Stroke it. You can pop it. You can suck it. Okay. (laughs) Like bop it. Like that's what I was thinking of. Oh gosh, you guys are too much. Rose, you were talking about how you were sexually promiscuous oh. before you like started taking therapy and stuff, right? Seeing yeah. a therapist. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes. What effects sometimes. psychologically do you think being promiscuous had on you? Like in the way that you thought of sex, in the way that you carried oh. yourself in your life? Like, how did that affect you? Um, so when I would have, so. Because I was going through a lot of trauma, like throughout my childhood and in high school, like in high school, I was having so much sex. I was always with my boyfriend, like twenty four seven, and we would oh, fuck okay. like every day, sometimes multiple times a day. <laughs> like his mom one time came, like we came to his room, and there was a grocery bag from Costco with like a hundred pack condom in there. She was like, kind of making a statement, like I know that you guys are like here you go because I can hear it and you guys Jeez. are doing it all the time. But I was escaping the pain of what was what I was going through emotionally and so and it was so weird because then as an adult because for a while I had like no sex and then as an adult when I would have sex it would bring back the painful memory so then I would almost start crying like if I like was sleeping with someone so like I this was just a few years ago like through these last few years um after my last breakup with my long-term relationship i was like trying to try the whole friends with benefits thing and i couldn't because i would like fuck someone and start crying like because it was like triggering these traumas and or i don't know what the fuck it was triggering and even in my last like the last relationship that i was in that i'm just it's been a month um i had a panic attack like the first time i started i had like a true real like I think it was just like this visceral kind of orgasm I had with him and I had a panic attack immediately after and I couldn't stop breathing and he just held me and told me to breathe Mm -hmm. but it was because I was like it was so vulnerable and so intimate because even though I'd had like sex with people that was I guess the or this visceral orgasm and just it just brought back all this shit Mm -hmm. but what I realized is that I have to continue because now I think the next time I have sex with someone, I, I don't know if it will come back. It's almost like you have to face your fears head on. Mm-hmm. And then like hopefully I can like build that trust with the next person or like yeah. the next time just know like, 
Or if it happens, then just try to explain it to them and, and go, hey, like this is what I went through, the communication mm-hmm. of it as right, well. Right. So did I answer the question? You absolutely did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. So that's how it affected me. What does that say about facing your fears sexually? Because I feel like we all have these fears or these things that we're like scared of even thinking about let alone expressing to our partner or anyone outside of that. Like fears are fears, you know, whether you're facing it around sex. I, I think it's very personal with sex because sexuality and spirituality, I believe, are very intertwined, yeah. right? You know, as far as your identity and your purpose and what, how you live your life. So that type of spirituality, not necessarily religion. Mm-hmm. So I think you face those fears and it can be, like you're saying, a huge breakthrough. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn about yourself, you, you feel more confident, because you're not holding on to this thing anymore mm. that you've been carrying around. So, wow. mm. are there any? Is there anything that anyone wants to share of something that they were scared of sexually and then maybe did and it felt awesome? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say like I had a fear of. I don't know if we talked about this last Sorry. time, but a fear of bringing someone else into the bedroom. Mm. Like what that kind of the aftermath of that Mm. so I think like that was my fear but then like after it happened I was like this is not like I was too much in my head making it seem like this was really not that bad like I was tripping Mm. so I think like it's so like bringing them into your life sexually you mean yeah just like sexually mm. not like having a relationship with them but then it had to be like a lot of conversation and like boundaries I think once yes, you set up yes, like yes. boundaries in having that conversation, the aftermath of it are like my fear of what was gonna happen or like what was this doing to my relationship? Like what does this mean for me sexually? Mm-hmm. Like those type of questions I was asking myself before it happened and just like having that open communication helped afterwards. Mm. So yeah. it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, be. like so if huh. so, you were scared of like communicating your sexual wants and needs, or no, I was scared of like, like what would they, happen, yeah, right? Oh, in the yeah. aftermath, like almost yeah. creating these. Um, yeah, like I was thinking, like, is he gonna go back and sleep with this person? Like, oh. are we gonna have to deal with this person for the rest of our relationship? Oh. Like, are we gonna have to continuously have threesomes all the time? Those type of things. I see. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think it's always good to talk about the expectations of bringing a third party in or even any fear we're facing to be able to say, you know, what are we, what's our intention? What do we want to get out of this? So you don't have those concerns afterward. And you never know. We're always at risk of that, even though you have clear communication around it. People change their minds. Things happen. But I think we can at least know that we did all we could to communicate and be open about it. Right. Right. What have you had that yeah. happen? What are you afraid of? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us your sexual fears. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Um, You're getting shy. What's happening? Oh, I don't see you getting shy. <laughs> shy is cute on you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know. What's the question? I don't even know what the freaking question is. <laughs> Yeah, like, or are there any sexual fears that you have conquered or no, like that you were kind of scared of? specific. So, but I do feel this like phase I'm entering in where it's like, now is my fucking time. And if I don't yeah. do stuff and try stuff, like I won't really have a chance to later in life. Maybe that's just try, a mental though. thing. But I feel like mentally like, Okay, so you guys, you know, you were here for that episode where I talked about that one night stand that I had with that man yeah, in my yeah, car. Yeah. That is a one time occurrence for me. I don't do one night stands. I don't do that kind of thing. I'm mm-hmm. not that type of person. Mm-hmm. And I've always labeled myself as not that type of person. Not that there's anything wrong with being that person. Yeah. But it's But not that even. stemmed yeah. from a feeling that one particular day I was feeling very unhappy with myself and very unhappy with where I was and I was feeling very like oh my god I need something new right now I'm young I'm not gonna be young forever like let me just fucking do something that's young and have a one night stand with this person who's clearly into me let me just do it 
and I did it. And so like I do have those instances and they're like spurts, you know, like they come in spurts and like, so that's where the question came in is like, how can someone, especially a female in today's super promiscuous society, like experiment without being unsafe? you know Mm -hmm. because I'm not into like having a ton of partners I'm not into having one night stands I'm not that type of person I'm just not inherently like I I've learned that about myself I've accepted that about myself I'm so comfortable in that space and you sharing this just made me feel empowered because I have an experience (laughs) similar to that and I felt very ashamed afterwards I mean kind of yeah like I felt but to hear that someone else went through something kind of similar, it makes me like, cause I shouldn't feel ashamed. It was fun and the dude was hot. And so <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and so to know that someone else that kind of is the same as me, I'm mm. not into casual partners and One this night. or that, yeah, yeah. Um, but in my particular instance, you know, it's kind of similar. I was supposed to meet up with a guy and, uh, and it was like 1230 and he's still not there. And then I'm sitting next to this dude that kind of looks like Ben Affleck slash something like, I don't know, <laughs> Paul Rudd, like oh, mix. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of random. And so I was like, then I went and fucked him in a park. So oh, like, but oh. like, you know, because this other dude was like letting me down and yeah. I don't know. And so that's not me. You were at a That's low not point. me every day. Right. But also I don't and regret like, it. It was YOLO. fun. It was kind of exciting. And right. it was cool. And and I always you felt really it? ashamed. I did. I always felt like really ashamed. Like did that was so really? slutty and na na na. You never felt any of that at all? Not even the slightest? Honestly. No. No. Oh, we're God, taught to feel awesome. shame though. You know, we're not yeah. born feeling shame. If we were taught to celebrate sex and that sex, you know, what we do sexually is not who we are. You know, we may do things kind of like the food we eat. You know, if we eat something, it doesn't mean, oh, I'm, you know, if I eat chocolate, it doesn't mean I'm obsessed with chocolate. You know, it's kind of like sex. We do things. We shouldn't feel shame. But maybe if we do, it can help us learn about, like you're saying, these values. This is who I am. This is important to me. So then you'll make different choices or take care of yourself in a different way. And that's mm-hmm. always a good thing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Do you find a lot of women or even men come to you later in life and they regret not doing things earlier in life yeah sexually exploring earlier in life very much yes what what are the types of things that they say exploring more Mm -hmm. you know having more fun having more casual sex just having sex for sex sake and just doing things outside of what they were told they were supposed to do or expectations or following life's path that they went into you know getting married having a family and then not you know exploring they don't know who they are sexually 20 30 years later and there's a lot of regret there you know what did I miss out on is this really who I am feeling lost feeling confused and really needing support Mm -hmm. to be held in that space were you able to explore yeah before you had Zoe (laughs) (laughs) but I was thinking about because I asked my mom uh, today um, cause we're, I was trying to do boomerang. I was looking for a trench coat. <laughs> um, so I was like, mom, I need a trench coat. Like I'm gonna wear it over la- the lingerie. So I was, she was like, oh, I do all my lingerie out. And I was like, you and dad, like y'all don't do nothing like no more. And she was like, girl, he's just about to get what he's getting. <laughs> so I'm like, is there ever a time? Like I'm thinking like when I get older, like I still want to experiment and do certain things. I don't want to. Let it get stale. Yeah, mm. let it get stale or like have it. I think, uh, yeah, I think generally, generationally, you know, our, our mother's age, they observed their parents being sexless, mm-hmm. right? That was sort of how they saw life be. You know, people had children and then they stopped being affectionate or mm. sexual. I think we've changed that a lot in our generation where we are giving ourselves a lot more permission. We're more independent and able to be more sexual. And so I think we're going to have different experiences when we're, when we're older. So? Mm-hmm. Not everyone is like that, though. I mean, I, I was always really mind blown by this study that there's a high uh, sexually transmitted infection in the elderly comu- uh, community. So there is a large population of elderly 
people having sex. Is there a specific one? Yeah, exactly. They're just kind of living their life. They're in this golden era and they're enjoying sex. So it's not everyone, but I think certain people, you know, I I see my family like that too, where it's just, we're too old to have sex. You know, we're, I'm not even thinking about it. I have no desire. And I think a lot of that's learned rather than innate. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's not innate. So I grew up Catholic and so that's why there's a lot of shame there. How do you guys feel about, so I like to have privacy like before so I, I'm, I'm pretty quiet um, if like especially if there's roommates around like do you mind hearing your roommates and or like people you live with like if you hear them do you, you does that have, bother you like well, what are you gonna say about Catholic because what does that have to do with like it, um, a lot Shame. of people that grow up with like religion or just like I, I don't know Catholicism it just there's a lot of shame around sex yeah. like oh, so lots of shame and guilt everything was so, private yeah, yeah so I just it, I mean. it's hard for me to open up sexually if I know other people can hear you know because then I can't like be my wild true self I'm like that too but I think that's another thrill mm-hmm. like if you know there are people around who could potentially yeah, hear but you sometimes, like that but adds you know, another element that's but exciting too saying. but sometimes you want like nobody be there like you know if you live in an apartment Everything. complex that uh, you don't live in a house or something yeah, yeah. and then it's like there's like certain things that I can't like wildly let go <laughs> and or why are you lying yeah <laughs> because I had a roommate and when I was having sex like I didn't care and she would be like Daniel shut the hell up and I was uh, like oh well <laughs> oh well so like do you get annoyed of other people because I get annoyed no I start laughing I oh, laugh too. I think it's funny. They are. Or I celebrate for them. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, well, one time my roommate came home and she was like, I was kind of turned on in the bathroom. Like, you had a guy over and I heard you moan. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, I was so embarrassed. But, oh, but she was God. like, I was kind of turned on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What place where I used to live? So like that's my just in my head. Have- yeah, no, it's common. No, a lot I of people feel like is. that. Oh, okay. And we've so been told to be to not make noise, right? You know, even masturbation, don't let anyone know you're doing it. Yeah. Be quiet. Oh, yeah, so put we on the low setting. Or even yeah, the noises that we make, don't you think? <laughs> Wait, the, the low, low setting? setting. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do you think that the noise Okay. This might be weird. Okay. The noises that we make, don't don't you think that they're kind of constructed by what we've Heard no, it's just like when you work out. Like, don't you make yeah. those noises? Like, no, you don't make noises when I you're working don't out. Fucking grunt when, when I'm running. running. No, I yeah. don't. Nothing. No. Oh, here we. What are you? Are you like? <laughs> <laughs> I think like it's the same. It's the same thing. Like when you're working out or when you're lifting, or. But if you just exasperating when you're upset or whatever, I feel like the same during sex. Like, they hit a point like. Oh, good or whatever but that's if you're fully in the moment but if you've only your only perception of sex if you're only like learned experience of it is through watching porn for example like you will mimic those porn stars right that's true (laughs) we do mimic behavior but then there is sort of a primal part of sex where you do experience noise and maybe it's just breath you know you you make a a sign breath noise and you're breathing and that's not something you've heard of mm. or heard before. It could right. just be, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just releasing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sound. You know, mm. our bodies make sounds too. Yeah. yeah. You know, your vagina can make sound. The oh queef. yeah, it can. Yes. <laughs> yes. The queef. <laughs> Hashtag. I love a vocal vagina. <laughs> oh man. Have you guys had that happen? Oh, what? when I lost my virginity. Oh, I was like, no. oh my God, what is this? <laughs> oh, Were you embarrassed? So embarrassed. Was he like, did he make it worse? I don't know. It happened a lot, though. Oh, man. Oh, nice. Why does that happen? You get air in the canal and there's fluids. It's just, yeah. Nothing that air. happens. Right. Mm-hmm. It's natural. Yeah. I'd say it's a good thing. Hmm. I'm still stuck on you thinking that I grunt when I'm working out. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining you really Danielle. imagine me I'm in the gym. Like, go, <laughs> no, no. But I'm gonna go watch your workout videos now. And I don't grunt. Do when you I breathe? Work out. Do you I breathe, breathe when you work out? I don't. Like, how do you breathe? Show noises. us how you breathe when you, you work out. You probably don't know you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need point. to breathe a little bit more when you're working out. <laughs> I don't. I'm I don't make noise when I work out. Yeah, I'm not working out. We're not like taking 50 pound weights. It's like something we can handle. I'm not trying to get big guns here. Yeah. Like, 
Uh, writing? No. Nothing. Just like I, the, I the make noise too, <laughs> so I, I'm with you there. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to do all Gosh. that. You guys know, like, it just typically it takes time to like form that trust with your partner so that you can let your freak out, you know, like mm-hmm. full throttle. Mm-hmm. When is it <laughs> sexually healthy to do that? Like, what, what is that point for you guys? Um, what do you think? Comfortability. If I'm comfortable enough to release the freak in me, then it just depends. Yeah, it just depends. Um, for me, it's like an earning thing. Mm. It's more like, do they deserve what I'm about to serve on this, <laughs> on this platter? <laughs> nice. I like they, that. If they, don't, if they don't, then I'm. I don't want. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. Then I'm not in the mood. What about you? Rose? I don't know. I mean, I have such. I feel like I've been in serious relationships where I've been really, really freaky. Maybe for at that time in my life, I was the freakiest I'd ever been. You know. Mm. But since I have emotional, like I have intimacy issues, there's like a shit. There's shit I haven't explored. There's parts, you know, like what? So uh, I don't know yet. I haven't explored them. You know. They're like some shit, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so, but I'd say, I guess it just what really, the breakthrough is usually just kind of, I don't know, when you're vulnerable with each other and then you know that they have your back and you have their back and yeah. then something changes after that. There's yeah. just a level of trust, um, a little foundation trust. built, you know? So that trust and intimacy outside mm-hmm. of the bedroom right. like affects yeah. the way you mm-hmm. interact inside. Oh, a 100%. Yeah. yeah. Right, what would you say? No, I agree. I actually really agree with Rose on this one. Like, if, if I feel like you've been vulnerable with me, you've we both felt comfortable enough with each other to like divulge these like inner feelings and thoughts and things that are so like close to our hearts that yeah by that point I will feel comfortable enough to trust you with those parts of myself Mm -hmm. but it isn't until that point like I won't come right off the right out the gate to trust a person in that way yeah Mm -hmm. I don't think that's possible for me at least Mm -hmm. maybe other people are like that but I need to have the level of like emotional intimacy that I've formed with that person is a level of physical intimacy that I'll that's great. I love how everyone had a different yeah. response because yeah. I think that's what it should be. You know, mm-hmm. your he- healthy should be defined by you, not other people. Right. So you just, you know, you take it by how you're feeling and what's coming up and every relationship's different. I would say that's probably my answer. Healthy has changed through every relationship.